0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. So here's a quote that I I want you to have a listen to. Our population has become so large, the Earth cannot cope. There are now more than 7,800,000,000 people on planet Earth. It took until the early 1800s for the world population to reach 1,000,000,000. Now we add a billion every 12 to 15 years, and that has consequences. And not a great deal has been said, I think, in recent years about the issue of global population, but it's being talked about. And there's an organization based in the UK in London. Their name is PopulationMatters.org, PopulationMatters.org. They're in Glasgow for, for COP26. Robin Maynard is a member of uh, Population. Matters, and he joins us from Glasgow. Robin, thank you very much for the time. What kind of day has it been at COP?
1: Hi, Roy. Well, it's been a pretty wet day here in in Glasgow, good old Scotland. Uh, It's, it's, I mean, for your listeners, it's one of those great busy conferences. There's hundreds, thousands of people milling around. There's, There's a big exhibition center with lots of pavilions for governments, for corporations, a few NGOs. And a lot of people marching outside, particularly young people, asking for change. So it's, it's both sort of exciting and frustrating in equal measure. There have been some good announcements around trying to end and reverse deforestation. That's something of a great issue to your listeners in Canada, I would guess. And also cut back on methane. But then if you're Greta Thunberg, you'd say there's an awful lot of blah, blah, blah and greenwash going on too.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't say that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Robin, we have to hope, don't we?
0: <laughs> I deal with them here. Uh, population matters. The message of COP26, as I understand it, is that the global population at this moment is greater than the Earth can cope with. Talk to us about that, please.
1: Well, yes. I mean, we've got about 7.8 billion people um, and counting on the planet currently. That's pretty much doubled over my lifetime. I was born right at the end of the 1950s. Uh, we're set to add another 2 billion whatever happens really by the middle to the end of the century and we can see that the earth and its ecosystems is creaking at the seams with our present numbers and particularly the consumption of a good number of us in the richer developed world and i'd include canada and the uk in that in that bracket so we have to address our consumption but we're also seeing that former countries you know which were regarded as poorer countries and they're not anymore like china and india which have had very big population growth too are now having big consumer consumption growth they're catching up and of course you know millions of people in the world deserve better richer lives but if they do and if they follow our example then the earth will really be in trouble so we somehow have to balance ourselves we have to manage down our consumption in the rich developed world allow poorer people to you know come up a bit but we also have to look at our numbers and particularly actually the numbers, the size of our families in the rich, developed countries. Because each one of us, certainly in the UK, is worth about the footprint of 16 people in the the Sahel across that dry belt of of Africa, you know, uh, Chad, Mali, Niger, those countries.
0: Mm -hmm. When we talk about uh, the size of families or the responsibility we have, as far as population growth is concerned. That's always an emotional issue. It's one that uh, people have very strong views on. How do you deal with that? How do you, what's, how do you make the argument, a uh, yes, and, and sustaining yes. argument, that we cannot continue to add a billion people every 12 to 15 years?
1: Well, you're absolutely right. It's, it's a very difficult subject, and it's a controversial subject. There have been some bad examples of population control in the past in China and India. We we deplore those we don't give any countenance to those at all this is about giving people choice and of course those of us who are fortunate to live in countries where safe modern family planning is available can choose how many kids we have when we have them how we space them but for over 270 million women young women in the world particularly in the less developed world that uh, choice those rights over their own bodies and their own fertility and access to Modern family planning isn 't there, and it and it should, and it could be, and it wouldn 't cost a great deal to provide it. so we talk about choice, we talk about rights, and we talk about responsibility for those of us with those choices and those rights available to us
0: mm-hmm. I, I imagine most people when they hear the number the you know, seven billion eight hundred million people on the planet they might say hey that 's a lot of people that 's a lot of uh, a lot of stress on." On our, on our ecosystem, on, our, uh, on, on our, just our delivery systems, you know, if once we produce something to get it around the world. We're seeing it now with the supply chain issues. But I also looked at something else where I think people would, would respond to And I'll ask you as well where you get the statistics. But you, y- y- one of the headlines in, your, in, your, in, in what I downloaded from your website, wild vertebrate animal populations have halved in the period the human population has doubled. Speak to that, please. And where do you get the stats? Yeah, we
1: get the stats from a range of sources. I mean, they're all published and you can find them on our website. I mean, that, some of that is from the Worldwide, uh, Worldwide Fund for Nature. Some's from the UN. There's a very uh, good um, academic called Vaclav Smil who's done some of the calculations of, you know, w- what was the amount of of life of animals with a backbone on the planet 10,000 years ago compared to today. And there's some pretty stunning figures there. So, you know, 10,000 years ago, about 1% of of uh, animals with the backbone on the planet was us and whatever we, you know, animals we domesticated, and 99% was wild. It's now pretty much exactly reversed, and a huge amount of that is our livestock. So about 67% of of that 99% of our 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 um, burden on the planet is our pigs, poultry, uh, cattle. Um, I mean, one of the figures which stunned me was that there are more chickens in Europe than there are wild birds. So we have a big impact in terms of how we ourselves sit and stand on the planet, but also what we eat, what we feed upon, what we have domesticated and chosen uh, to become the sort of animals of choice for our for our use. So there's some pretty heavy impacts in that place. and And wildlife is really under pressure, particularly from the expansion of agriculture, and agriculture is expanding because there are more mouths to feed. And again, one of the statistics comes from the World Resources Institute is that we have a food gap of about fifty-six percent in terms of what we're going to need to feed those two billion extra people coming on the planet over the next, you know, thirty to fifty years. So we have some real challenges, and and we are we are really putting pressure on the planet, which is why you know this great conference here in Glasgow is going on about climate change, but. We need to be talking about the loss of wildlife as well. And I I speak with no great, uh, you know, privilege other than to say that in the UK, despite, you know, having David Attenborough as one of the great broadcasters on wildlife in the world, our own wildlife is very, very depleted. We're one of the most nature poor countries in the world, certainly in Europe. So. We, yeah. we We speak from hard examples rather than any great moral high ground, I can promise you
0: too many members of the royal family with shotguns
1: <laughs> well, they're largely shooting domesticated animals which are pheasants, which uh, they take up a fair
0: bit of space, but they're sort of flying chickens, to be honest. <laughs> flying chickens are uh, at cop, do you find and you you've told us um given us an idea of the size of the uh, the attendance and the delegations we know the international delegations are there governments are there and public relations people are writing speeches uh, at a furious pace D- are you do you have an audience to pe- are people listening to your message there are a few and and they they tend to be actually
1: people from outside of the UK so we have partners in Kenya uh, in Uganda parts of Latin America, actually in the States too, uh, and in uh, North America, Okay, Uh, but they tend to be people outside of Europe and they tend to be people outside of the the developed world because those people are very awkward about talking about population because the majority of population growth (laughs) is in the global south. But people in the global south understand uh, this and say, yeah, we have to talk about this. It's impacting upon us now.